Today you've joined hundreds of established and emerging writers who are discovering ways to reach their writing goals and have fun by being more curious, creative, and productive. You're listening to Ann Croker, Writing Coach. This is episode 189, Write to Discover New Skills and Techniques. When I feel my writing getting a little stale, I start looking around for a teacher. Now, I don't mean I'm looking for a class with an instructor, although that's certainly another way to grow and learn as a writer. I mean, I start looking around for an author and a text that has something to teach me. In this way, I can continually improve my skills as a writer. Now, a lot of writers feel a strong urge to enter an MFA program to learn and grow as a writer. And if you feel compelled to pursue that, by all means, research it and see if that's the best next step for you. But you don't have to embark on a pre-planned course of study. You can develop your own path to establish a writing foundation, to build on an existing set of skills and experience, or to refresh your techniques after falling into a writing rut. Without spending a dime, you can invent an efficient, customized writing course using resources readily available online or at your local library to build your skills and style. By including reading, study, analysis, and practice pertaining to your biggest areas of struggle or weakness, you can write to discover the skills and techniques you're lacking and integrate them into your work. Novelist James Scott Bell wrote an article about how to strengthen your fiction the Ben Franklin way. He explains how Ben Franklin came up with his own self-study course to grow in virtues. Franklin made a grid and he evaluated whether or not he was successful in his pursuit of a given virtue each week. In the autobiography of Benjamin Franklin, the founding father concluded he did not attain perfection as he had hoped, but, quote, was by the endeavor a better and happier man than I otherwise should have been if I had not attempted it, End quote. James Scott Bell proposes the fiction writer identify key areas to develop into a stronger writer, much as Franklin identified his list of virtues. And Bell calls these key areas critical success factors, or CSFs. He explains, Business and sales folk have been using Franklin's system for decades to improve their own performance, not via Franklin's virtues, but by determining their own areas of competence. These are called critical success factors. Bell goes through each CSF that a fiction author would want to develop and points to related resources. If the reader wants to learn about scenes, voice, or other aspects of fiction, Bell provides links to articles or books that can address each of these. By tapping into these kinds of resources, the writer develops his own self-study course. I'll provide a link to his article so you can see what he connects you to. But you can do the same. You can make a list of what you feel are your personal CSFs related to the writing you do. In this way, any of us can identify an area to improve in and then find instruction and models pertaining to that exact skill or technique and we can learn from them. Now for fiction, you could check out James Scott Bell's list in that article that I'll link you to. He cites the seven key elements a fiction writer could focus on. Plot, structure, characters, scenes, dialogue, voice, and meaning or theme. You could make a list of CSS for nonfiction writers, 
This might include research, idea development and organization, sentence fluency and word choice, grammar skills, or something as focused as transitions. Then find some mentors, or more accurately, some mentored texts that you can study and learn from, mentors who excel in the areas you feel you're weak. Now, some of these mentor texts might actually be instructional, explaining how to do things, but some of these mentor texts might simply serve as models. And then when you find a mentor text like that, that's a model, it's time for close reading. And I've found that close reading is achieved easily with a practice we normally think of for children, copy work. Any adult ready to develop stronger skills can practice copy work. It forces close reading. It requires attentiveness to avoid skipping a word, missing a comma, or losing our place. That attentiveness is key to understanding a writer's decisions. Francine Prose says in Reading Like a Writer, Every page was once a blank page, just as every word that appears on it now was not always there but instead reflects the final result of countless large and small deliberations. All the elements of good writing depend on the writer's skill in choosing one word instead of another, and what grabs and keeps our interest has everything to do with those choices. As a writer, then, we're making decisions with each word choice, each exclamation point, each series of three phrases that produces the rhythm we want to achieve. We can pick up some of this by reading, as prose herself does. She says, I read closely, word by word, sentence by sentence, pondering each deceptively minor decision the writer had made. When we copy out someone's work, it's even better, closer. We don't miss a thing. We see it all, each and every decision, as it emerges in our writing notebook. Copy work documents the work of another writer so that the copyist is naturally organically mentored by the original author. Prose points out that close attention to a text offers the excitement of approaching as nearly as you can hope to come the hand and mind of the artist. It's something like the way you experience a master painting, a Rembrandt or a Velázquez, by viewing it from not only far away, but also up close in order to see the brush strokes. Well, you'll be in good company if you write to discover new skills. Jack London copied Rudyard Kipling's work word for word in hopes that Kipling's techniques and energy would teach London how to improve as a writer. Robert Louis Stevenson would read a passage twice and then try to recreate it perfectly word for word. In this way, he'd understand the intricacies of his mentor text to understand his choices and see how he might achieve a similar effect. An Open Culture article says Hunter Thompson typed out The Great Gatsby, Hemingway's A Farewell to Arms, and some of Faulkner's stories in order to learn as a writer. And we've already mentioned Ben Franklin, who approached his mentor texts in a few different ways. First, he would read the text, make a few notes, then set aside the original. After a few days, he'd attempt to recreate the original from only his notes. Another technique of his was to turn a story into verse and then convert it back into prose again. 
and this helped him play with the ideas and incorporate novel vocabulary to make the piece work as poetry. One of his critical success factors was vocabulary, and this approach locked in new words that he can start using in his everyday communication. Getting up close and personal with a text, you'll notice details in that writer's techniques. You'll see how they used a literary device in a way you'd never realized. So try it yourself. Copy someone's work to learn from them and then apply what you learned. Give it a go. You can practice copy work or any of Ben Franklin's variations in a practice notebook. As you grow more comfortable and confident, Try writing a micro-essay, employing some of these techniques. If you like the result, post it on social media or anywhere you feel free to write without feeling judged. That way you can apply these devices and techniques freely as you practice writing to discover new skills that address your critical success factors. And as you play around, your writing will naturally evolve and improve because you're stretching yourself by studying master texts. The work you select for inspiration, the mentors you choose to learn from, don't have to be Hemingway, Kipling, or Fitzgerald. You can select modern writers whose work you admire and learn from them. Ben Franklin often chose contemporaries who wrote articles in the local newspaper that he admired, and we can do that too. Remember too that your copy work must be done in private for learning purposes only. I recommend you label it clearly, the source, the author, so that if you ever find yourself drawing an actual phrase from that work and incorporating it into your own, you can credit the source. Otherwise, you risk plagiarism. But as you learn from a mentor text, some literary device, let's say, like illusion, metaphor, imagery, foreshadowing, you apply it in your own way with your own ideas and your own phrasing. So you won't be at risk of plagiarism. You're simply employing and practicing new techniques. You're just looking to improve, to discover new skills. Read, analyze, and then write. Write to discover the skills, techniques, and devices, and write to lock them in as your own. I'm Ann Croker cheering you on as a writing coach in your ear. Everywhere we may meet, at my website, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, in your inbox, here on this podcast, over at Patreon, or even in person, I'm always looking for ideas to share with you that will help you achieve your writing goals and have fun by being more curious, creative, and productive. Thank you for listening.